The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, has come into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, but his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness about him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks before me, because he was before me. And from his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God, who is at the Father's side, he has made him known. This is the gospel of our Lord. Merry Christmas. I remember coming into church on Christmas Day when I was a kid and hearing read, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with the Word. And I remember thinking to myself as like a six-year-old or something, this doesn't match up with the nativity scene that my mom has under the Christmas tree. Today is Christmas. Where is Mary? Where is Joseph? And where are the shepherds? Where is the lamb? Where is the ox? Where is the ass? Yet I also remember a distinct graphic Christmas memory of my pet rabbit that would hop around the house like a cat would. I guess cats don't hop. And the pet rabbit, seeing a very different change of scenery, seeing a nativity scene, totally decimating this porcelain nativity scene under the Christmas tree. But regardless, all of these people were missing from the gospel reading, and it was Christmas morning. Where is Jesus? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The Word was with God. 
Jesus was in the beginning with God. Jesus was, is, ever shall be the Word. All things were made through Jesus. All things will be recreated through Jesus. Our daily lives, the new life that lives in us, you might say it lives in your heart. You might say maybe you're more of a soul person. There's new life in your soul. That's Jesus Christ, the new life that lives in you. John is doing something huge here in his gospel that the other guys don't do. He brings it back to the beginning. He's saying, remember Genesis? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, here's something brand new that's just as old. The Jesus you know, the Jesus you love, the Jesus in the manger, the cute little baby surrounded by shepherds, by mom, by dad, on a cold winter morning with sunlight glistening over crystal snow. He's God. That same God created everything which makes him God. The same God that created not with tools, not with clay, but simply by his words. This is that God, and he is that word by which he created, by which everything was made. In him, Jesus Christ is life, and that life is the light of men, of all people. The light that shines in the darkness, the darkness of this world. All of us admit it. All of us often feel like a person who just woke up in a dark room and don't want the light to be turned on just yet. Just this morning, I woke up, my alarm went off, and I said, man, it's cozy in this bed. Every time I wash and dry these L.L. Bean flannel sheets, they get cozier. Let me just lay here for 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes, 10 more minutes. But when you do that, you begin to realize it's not cozy anymore. It's depressing. I'm laying here in the dark and the blinds, I know they're keeping out the light. I have to do something today. When someone is in the dark, they're only in the dark for one of two reasons. Either the person is lost or they can't see what they're doing. Or they're in the dark on purpose. They're hiding. And so when the light's turned on, you either wince or you say, thanks, now I can see what I'm doing. I have blessed memories of helping my dad with all sorts of projects, both around the house and in the garage. He's a very handy man. And he would always ask me to hold the flashlight for him. And I have fond memories of him always saying, thanks, bud. Thanks, buddy. 
Now I can see. If you're hiding in the dark, the light doesn't feel like joy. And that's why it's so important that when we make decisions, we don't just go on how we feel. You want to remain in darkness if you've been in the darkness for a long time. It's fun sometimes to gloat over how you've been done wrong. It's fun to wallow in your misery, especially with other wallowers. Pigs love rolling in the mud with other pigs. You might even think Christ's light is like a, ugh, I don't want that yet. I enjoy the peace of being in the dark. Maybe you even wonder or think, Jesus, you're just trying to take away my fun with your light. You're trying to give me rules. You're trying to make me feel guilty. But no, that's not why the Christ child is here. The Christ child is here to be your light. To turn on the switch. To be a source of radiating heat in the cold. To scare off the wolves. To purify what's dirty or to give light to see what's there. Jesus loves you. Jesus wants what's good for you and what's best for you. And that's why he's come. In him is life, John says, and his life is the light of men or all people, John says. His light shines in the darkness, the darkness of this world, remember, And the darkness of this world says everything's random and meaningless. The darkness of this world says there's no beauty. Or it says chaos and disorder, brokenness is beautiful. Well, Jesus was born into that darkness, but the darkness couldn't overcome Jesus, couldn't resist Jesus, and could never understand Jesus. And so instead, the light of this world, Jesus, Jesus Christ, is here to bring you light, life, order, beauty, and meaning. All of those things are found only and perfectly in him. And all those gifts can be summarized in one word, grace. In Jesus, in him, we receive grace upon grace. John writes, from Moses, we received the law, or what people colloquially refer to as a bunch of rules that God would like us to follow. But from Jesus Christ, we've received grace and truth. Grace, the word, Jesus Christ, has existed from the very beginning and has created all things. And now it's become flesh. Now it dwells, or as the confirmands know, tabernacles. In the same way that Jesus said, I'm going to live in that temple in Jerusalem or in the desert, he now tabernacles, lives, dwells in his flesh 
amongst us. And we have seen, because of this, God's glory full of grace and truth. God's glory, God's grace looks like a person, looks like a man, Jesus Christ. Where have we seen this glory? Well, here's a glimpse. Jesus came to save his own people, the Hebrews, but most of them did not know him, John says. They rejected him. They did not have faith in him. And this is similar to or gives a behind-the-scenes look to how there was no room in the inn for Mary and Joseph for Jesus to come. In the same way, there is no room in the inn in the world, but Jesus wouldn't have it. He had to come. The darkness of the world could not receive or understand him, but he came regardless. So instead of just the Hebrews, everybody, everyone else did receive him. Everyone who believes in his name, the word, the word made flesh, the name who is mighty to save, Jesus Christ, which the angels told us means Yahweh saves his people from their sins. And so those who believe in Jesus' name, he gave the right to become children of God, to be his brothers, to be his sisters. Glorious. We see this glory in your baptism. Jesus says to enter the kingdom, to receive the light, to be saved from the darkness of this world by being born again, by becoming like one of these little ones. Born again of water, spirit from above, Jesus says. God's word made flesh come down from above, Jesus Christ has been joined to this water, God's name, Yahweh saves. Jesus, his divine name, his divine promise, his divine word has been joined to water and creates faith in you. It's glorious. John says it's glorious because it's not of flesh and blood. It's not of the will of human beings. It's a gift. Grace. Grace is a gift, and it's always a gift. We do nothing to earn it or receive it. Jesus gives it to us because he loves us. And so Jesus, the light of the world, banishes the darkness from your life and from your heart. And so receive him, receive Jesus, and make him known in your home today. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our ancestors by what he called prophets. But in these last days, for Jesus will return soon, God has spoken to us directly by his son, Jesus, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God. He's the exact imprint 
of God's nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power, the word, grace, gift, Jesus Christ. And Jesus became a baby for you to be like you. You were created. You have two arms and legs. You have a face and a nose because baby Jesus does. You are created in his image. You are created in the image of Jesus, the word made flesh. And because God, because Jesus is a living human being, you are valuable. You are worthy. You are loved. Your life is worth living because you were bought at a price. Not with gold or silver, but with Jesus' precious blood. And he tells us through his best friend, the beloved John, that if you believe in his glorious name, if you believe that his death and his resurrection are for your sins, then his forgiveness, his victory over evil and despair and hatred and darkness and loneliness is yours. And it's a gift. Don't worry about it. God became like you so that you could become like him. So he could banish your evil old self, and give you his glorious new life that can make positive change in yourself, your outlook, your mindset, the lives of your friends and family, your community, and everywhere that you go, the businesses you run, the tender moments between a grandchild and a grandmother, a mother and a son, a mother and a daughter. It's a gift. It's grace. The word made flesh. Jesus is the heir of all things. He's the firstborn, the firstborn of the dead. And so as firstborn, he inherits all things from his father. And what does he want to do with that inheritance? Out of joy, he wants to share that inheritance with you of all people. Merry Christmas.